0: Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson and Mario Tirabassi, and the Blackhawks lose four three in Detroit. That if this game was fifteen years ago, I'd be really heartbroken about it. Yeah, I'd be real pissed. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's uh, it was a tough one. The Hawks had a two nothing lead. Two goals in a row from Taylor Radish, then Detroit comes back and they tie it up, and then the Hawks get up three two, and then it's just, they fall apart and they lose in the end. And guess who scores the game winning goal? Dominic Dominic Kubelik. Kubelik. his 18th goal of the season. So he would lead the Blackhawks in goals. He, he would. would, he would. But right now it's Taylor Radish who leads the Blackhawks. Yeah, in goals. Uh,
1: double goal for uh, double goal night for Radish. It's pretty good. We yeah. should be in the
0: garden. Yeah, oh, what we're actually, doing here. This game, it's a bit unbelievable that it was as close as it was. When you're really digging the numbers, the shots on goal were 41 20 in favor of Detroit. I just saw a note from Scott Powers that I'm killing time to find. He says the Blackhawks finished with an expected goals percentage of 16.73 Oof. in five versus five play. That's their worst percentage of the season. The Red Wings led them 28 10 in scoring chances and 14 to two. And high danger chances. See, there are some games. 5v5,
1: right? Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. felt that way. Yep. There
0: are some games when you, like, look at the
2: advanced stats and you're like, wow, I didn't even, like, realize it was that lops. Nope. Yeah. Nope. I'm surprised it was that close. That's yeah. how this one felt. That second period was nothing but Red Wings, man. Well, and was, you, had
1: to, you had to see Luke Richardson pull his team together in the second period and probably just be like, hey, what happened? We were playing so well, and now it's just completely the opposite, whereas last game it was like – they were playing so bad in the first period and still still had a lead going into that first intermission, and then came out in the second period and just took it to the Senators. It was the opposite tonight. Yeah, they had a good first period. They go into the intermission up two nothing. Um, you know, playing, ha-
0: having control of the game, and then the wheels just fell off in that second period. Uh, I yeah. said it wrong, by the way. It was two nothing, Hawks. Then it was three two Detroit. Then it was three three. Then it ended up four uh, three. So I, I, I had it backwards. I'm sorry. Mm. Uh, if you think I suck, smash no, that no, like button. No, <laughs>
2: Joey Anderson put the Hawks up three two.
0: Why am I stupid?
2: That I can't. Is answer. that the poll question?
0: Clip, Why is Jay that, stupid? Clip that, Steven. <laughs> there is a
1: poll question. but That's not it. So yeah, I we're talking about again. like
0: you know now that the games are we don't have as much periphery stuff to talk about. We should do recaps. I'm incapable of it. Radish, radish. Larkin, Wallman, Larkin. That's three two. No, you're looking at it wrong. No, I'm. Oh, you know, here's what. Okay, here's what I'm doing wrong. Every they day. have the Larkin unsuccessful penalty shot on the score sheet. Uh. Uh. so that's what I'm looking at. So it's Radish, Radish, Walman, Larkin, Anderson. So there's there is three two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Raymond makes it three three. Kublik makes it four three. Yes, because
2: I specifically Ugh. remember. Shouting out,
0: Joey Anderson, you couldn't have picked a worse time to score your first Black Oils goal. <laughs> well, NHL.com screwed me, so uh, I could just read more carefully, but meh, nah. what fun is that? It's overrated. Yeah, what fun is that? Um. Need to read but th- look, this is, you know, and I think everybody kind of understands this, and, and it's, it's how it's been all year, but with the roster the way it is, a comically bad uh, NHL roster this is what most of these games are going to look like, and if not for Alex Stalock, who, let's be honest, yeah. if there's a most valuable player on one of the worst teams in hockey, he might be the guy. He's been when he's been healthy, he has been terrific.
1: Yeah, he's he's been great. I mean, we we talked about it. Um, thank you, Nathan, for the shout out to the haircut. Uh, we talked about it before this season and made the joke like, hey those tank games against the uh, the Coyotes and whatnot, those are your stay-lock games. And, and it, he's been completely the opposite this season. He's been the best goalie that they've had yeah. outside of uh, the legend of Jackson Stauber. But, yeah, I mean, a great game from him tonight. Uh, we, we had the the full experience again, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, sign me up for next season. Like, I'm, I'm all for it. Um, but, yeah, a, a, a really good performance from him with, without – the way that he played in that second – like, I know he gave up the four goals, but, like, on 41 shots, like, you, you, you can only do so much. So without him in that second period, it would have been, you know, out of reach at that point. Um, but, yeah, I mean, a, a really good game for him. He's definitely playing his way into uh, another year or two of, of NHL jobs if he wants them. Either here or next season. Like he's he is playing well enough to where you know, if he does go to the free agency market, teams are gonna look at, you know, the the roster he played behind right and say, Hey, you still put up these kinds of numbers, like we'll give you a job. Like, hey, Edmonton, you we'll take you back.
2: Yeah, and (laughs) he's just such an awesome dude to have in your locker room. Yeah. Uh that's why like as you mentioned in the off season we were joking, put Stalock in for those tank games and now we're literally like, Oh no, Stallock's too oh, good. We, we we need we we can't have him out there. Yeah. But you know, as much as we talk about tanks and uh we can't win these many games any success Alex Stalock has, even if it goes against the tank standings, I'm happy for it cause this man this this guy's been, been through ton. so much. Yeah. And he is like it's not when you hear Luke Richardson or other guys in the locker room talk about him, they're not just blowing smoke. like we've had been lucky enough to have the opportunity to talk to him numerous times yeah. this year and just see him interact with his teammates at practice in the locker room. He is a good locker room guy and, mm-hmm. a, and a solid you know a, a, just a solid human being. so to have the see a guy that's gone through so much of those health problems lost an entire year. Uh, you know To health issues And then this year Had to be scary To be a goaltender That all of a sudden Can't track the puck Because you're having An ocular problem Yeah, yeah. I mean and, That's and like the most Important thing and, Yeah and the con- Like it's It's gotta be scary I mean he even said That like He had to spend days Where he literally Had to lie on the couch And couldn't Play with his kids Like And that just made so it Made him question Everything yeah. And to have that kind of mental anguish and then to the come back, play for a really bad hockey team, but not because of you, dude. like, it, it, good for him.
0: Yeah, well, I think, too, like, a guy like that who's been through something like that, who is such a veteran, having that kind of perspective in the locker room, I think, can be valuable, too, whereas, you know, lot, like, losses start piling up and guys start getting frustrated and you know, Alex Alex says, look, man, this is not life or death. I had a life or death situation last year with Mm -hmm. the myocarditis and I've gone through myriad concussions and the ocular problem you mentioned. Like, it's just a game. Everything's going to be fine. Like, we still got our families. We still, you know, have our livelihoods about us. At the end of the day, we're playing a game for a living Mm -hmm. and I think sometimes when things get really, really bad, and there's only been a couple points this year where you were like, holy cow, you really got to be careful about losing a team here. Yeah. Um, I think having a guy with that kind of experience, that kind of, it just, his personality in general is positive. And Mm. it's a different room when he's in there. Even when we go in there, when Stalock's there, it's a different feel. It's a lot looser. People are laughing. It's louder. You know, it's just, it's just a totally different atmosphere with him there. And I think aside from how well he's playing on the ice, everything he brings off ice is really valuable. And I wouldn't totally shock me. To see the Hawks ha- bring him back, I'm not sure what their plans are with Solder bloom next year, um, but I don't know. I mean, I think it depends on what happens with Camesso, right? Yeah. And there's a lot of things that kind of have to go. Th- they, maybe they – I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of ways it can go, but I, I would love to see him come back one way or another. Yeah.
2: yeah. And our, our guy Michael was asking, uh, why didn't anybody look at Stalag at the deadline? A couple of reasons. He was uh, hurt. First, he was just coming back from – you know that that ocular problem, so I don't think anybody is ready to uh, staple their playoff hopes to a guy that may right. or may not be able to see the puck. Yeah. And there it was pretty dead goalie market yeah, outside They're, of the yeah. surprising Jonathan, Jonathan Quick, Quick scenario, yeah. where the Kings upgraded their goaltending by getting Corpusalo maybe. Um, <laughs> There was Marginal really, increase There yeah. wasn't much of a goalie market out there This trade deadline Which is rare I, I, We talked I brought that up During our trade deadline show Like There wasn't a lot of goalies being moved Which it's sometimes You know the le- Guys like the sh- Teams like the least sure up their backup goalie Going down to stretch yeah. But Had Stalag not suffered that second injury I bet there would have been A couple of phone calls possibly yep. You know For him But You know, that could have been one of those situations where even if there was a phone call, Kyle Davidson would have been like, you know, unless you're going to blow me away, I'm not going to trade him just to trade him. Yeah. You know, he's been good for us. He's got his young family here.
0: It's just not worth it, you know, unless it's something he wants to do. Well, Mm -hmm. and plus, you know, everything he's been through, the last thing that guy needs is a trade, too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, uprooting the family again. Moving again, you know, it's just it becomes a lot, and I think that's something where, you know, some of the stuff that maybe fans don't think about. Uh, I saw somebody on Twitter today talking about like how uprooting a trade can be. I forget, I forget exactly who it was, um, but it, there's a lot of stuff you don't think about, like the change of routine, and but I think especially for Staylock, the family, the family deal, and the health stuff. I think it was wise for Kyle Davis, and even if he had been healthy, to just say. We're just going to hang out to this guy, let him play the whole yeah, year, year. It's
2: not worth a fifth, fourth or fifth round yeah, pick that you're right, going to get from him. Right,
0: yeah. uh, and, and, and Staloc's kids are at the games
2: all the time. I see them all the time mm-hmm. after games. So obviously, you know, very tight, close family situation there. And you don't want to you know, necessarily pick those guys, uh, move your family or, or be separated from your family to be a backup goalie in Pittsburgh for three months. It doesn't, uh, you know, for <laughs> right, six weeks, yeah. whatever it is, doesn't make a lot of sense.
1: Yeah, and and Stalock was part of that group of of players that Kyle Davidson brought in to. Part of the reason that they were here, is to keep the locker room together going through a season that's that's like this. You know, guys that have positive positive attitudes that can keep keep things light when things aren't going well mm-hmm. in the win loss columns. Um, you know, guys like Jack Johnson, Max Domi, like they were part of that group as well, and so when when those guys are traded out probably you know not not giving up stay lock and not giving up that presence in the locker room for the final 21 games of the year that was probably more worth it to keep him in Kyle Davidson's eyes to kind of help the locker room stay mm-hmm. a little bit more you know engaged and, and stay stay loose for the final 20 games than it was to get a fifth round pick or whatever it would have uh, would have been the price for him
0: uh, we got a super chat here from young Danklegod. Five bucks says friendly reminder. Connor Bedard has thirty-two points in his last ten games. One step closer tonight, guys. Of course, that's kind of where our minds are right now.
2: Yeah. Is that a lot? Sounds like a lot. It
0: sounds like a lot. Uh and then Alexander with a good question says, interested to hear your opinion. You guys have said that the goal should be winning a Stanley Cup. I agree. I hate the middle ground, but the Bulls guy said a fun team is good and can't always and it can't always be championship or bust. Well, that's I think coming, that that's
1: from, coming from a group coming to terms with a tank. Well, <laughs> not I think, a, not a, not, well, not we can we can bring not guys that guy's already believing in the tank. <laughs> yeah. I think
0: you can have fun teams on the way to a championship. Right. right? Mm-hmm. Like
2: not a championship or bust Blackhawks team. No, no, no.
0: but the the every move you make as a GM and as a team should be with the idea of (laughs) not to steal a line from my former colleague Dan Bernstein. How does this get me closer to a championship? Yeah. Right. That's the question you should always be asking. And it's true because look, love the bulls guys, but the bulls have not been significant or real championship threats since 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 Jordan, Since that guy retired. Right. And that, that the bulls are the Nashville predators of the NBA where oh a couple of years they got some nice players and they might surprise some people like Derrick Rose, Joakim mm-hmm. Noah. But they, you knew they weren't going to beat LeBron. You knew they weren't going to beat those great mega power teams. You look at baseball yeah, and you stick local. The White Sox are like that, mm-hmm. where they'll get so close. right? Like, oh, man, they're, they're, they got a lot of young talent, but when it comes time to sign that final piece, they don't do it. Hmm. And they're just good enough to get you in that, that playoff gate and very, very happy to finish second. Do, do, do the White Sox and Bulls have
1: any
2: kind of connection? Because that seems like a similar philosophy. I think that's at the top of
1: the organizations, yeah, it's, it's a little connected. It's yeah. interesting.
0: It's, it's strange. Yeah. So I, I think that, for example, I think next year's Hawks team, they're still going to be bad. But they're going to be more fun to watch. I think they're going to be fun bad. Because you know why? You got a guy like Lucas Reichel. Playing every game, mm-hmm. and we've seen him since his call up. Had another assist in this one. A beautiful great, give and go great with play. Andreas Athanasiou uh, gives it to Athanasiou. Athanasiou gives it back, gets it across the slot to Taylor Raddish. She also hit the post in this game. Was on the ice with a minute left. And another note from this one. Uh, this comes from uh, Blackhawk up on Twitter. Reichel with the second most time on ice for a forward group. Uh, that's really nice to see. Eighteen fifty one. Of ice time for Lucas Reichel, he is gaining the trust of Luke Richardson, and we have seen with him, it's it's been going up and up and up, and yeah. he's putting together good games back to back to back to back, and that's what you want to see. You don't want to see the herky jerky, great game, bad game, great yeah. game, bad game. He's he's leveling, and that's where you want to see from Lucas Reichel.
1: Yeah, I think well, I think he's beca- he's gotten the messaging from this coaching staff and this management group of of what they want to see from him um and I think it's been evident in the last handful of games he's played over his last two call-ups his first uh, uh dozen or so games in the NHL were under different coaches different management um and I think maybe this is just me spitball I think maybe he thought I have to come in and 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 be the offensive guy be the highlight highlight creator and he just wasn't ready to do that Um, and wasn't put in a a position to do that and now he's been put in a position to do that but been given more of a like hey focus on the small things we we know what you we know the kind of gifts and talents you you do have work on the things that are going to help help you stay in the nhl uh as as a young player and then let let everything else come behind it. And I think I think we're seeing that with him. I think the the, the subtleties in in the game he's starting to hone a little bit uh, in these last couple of games. You know the the work back checking, the work away from the puck, being able to be willing uh, to go into the corners and and go in and try and compete in in puck battles is great. And then when you when he has the opportunities to make a nice you know give and go play or or you know get a get a breakaway opportunity and and get a get a goal uh to, to boost his confidence he's able to do that so it's it's really kind of a, a well-rounded game that he's yeah. starting to put together which is really encouraging to see um and yeah i mean this this coaching staff i think has is really done a good job of of putting guys in a position to succeed, and and given the limitations that this roster has had all season, mm-hmm. it's it's some of those little little victories that have to matter more than if this team was trying to contend for the playoffs.
2: Yeah, and we we heard yesterday. If, if you listen to yesterday's show, uh, if not, you can check it out uh, on the YouTube channel or wherever you get your podcast. We played a clip from from Luke Richardson, who went out of his way right to. Uh come to and hey look at that. That's, okay, that, that's we got we, that's,
1: we got Michael Collada changing wrong. his mind on <laughs> Luke Richardson. You're gonna need mark to mark it click, down. You're gonna
2: need to do a screenshot that and send it to the Cubs guys.
1: Yeah, you're right. I also give a lot of props for saying that. Hey, though. no, okay, that's, that's, yeah. Yeah. so good for you. That's, that's good. good. Right
2: on, man. I, and, and there were a lot of people early in the season that were like, I don't know about this Luke Richardson guy if he's the right guy. Mm-hmm. This dude can coach, he is a great hockey coach. I'm excited for what he's going to be able to do at a roster that actually that, is, can, that can compete. compete yeah, uh, but he is too. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Um, he is. He he uh, should be in the line for sainthood for having to deal <laughs> with this season with the patience and the class that he has handled. Uh, yeah, right. This. But he knows. He 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 knew this what it, what it was coming in. Yeah. Uh, that he joked a couple weeks ago about the trade deadline when they were like. So when did Kyle Davidson tell you like this was probably going to be? He says during the interview uh, during the process. first interview, <laughs> again in the second th- interview, and yeah. in the third interview, like he knew this is what it is, and he's learning, and, and this is good because he's learning on the job when there is zero expectation mm-hmm. and zero pressure, and he is proving without a shadow of a doubt that he is a really good hockey coach, and he he sees it in Reichel, and I think he took that opportunity to show Reichel himself that I've got the confidence. It's one thing to say it to you when you you got his hand on his shoulder on the bench and you just but when you announce it to the world yeah. that this kid is getting it and he's doing the little things that most casual hockey fans won't even notice is going on and he announces that to the world that's only making him a more confident hockey player and a ho- and a confident hockey player is a good hockey player
0: well we've got some post-game comments rolling in from Luke this is from Ben Pope quote a really sloppy game by us in the second period it just seemed to get worse it looked like we couldn't catch a pass or make the right read or play as well as everybody played last game everybody was off other than our goaltender tonight that's about as strong as I've seen Luke Richardson come off after a game in terms of criticism now we don't hear his tone we don't, I'm sure he wasn't yelling or screaming but that's pretty on the nose. And yeah. the fact that we all expect the Hawks to lose doesn't mean that the coach doesn't expect them to go out and compete. Right. And I don't know. I didn't see – watching this game, I didn't, I didn't at any point think like, wow, the Hawks just really aren't giving her crap tonight. It just seemed like a, a massive talent gap. Yeah. Uh, but what he's saying is right. He like, couldn't receive a pass, couldn't make the right play. A lot of that is talent. Um, but, hey, it's interesting to see what he had to say. I'm surprised – that he was so specifically critical after this one.
1: I mean, we we've, we've seen him do it. He he's good at picking his spots of when to do it. And I think, you know, the the first period against Ottawa was a lot like like that. Sloppy uh pa- the passes were just bouncing off of everybody's stick. There was no, you know, no puck possession. Guys were falling over uh, themselves. So yeah, I think that that's you know, they came away with a 5-nothing win that game, so it's kind of a little bit harder to come down on them. But this this was a, a, an opportunity to see, like, hey, this, this play is carrying over. You can't let that happen, even if, you know, it's the final, you know, 18 games of the season. Um, this is – I think guys in that locker room, uh, if, if if Richardson has to remind them and, and, and without saying it, like, hey, like, I know you guys may or may not have futures here, but you're also playing for futures in the NHL. Uh, so, you know, you can't let these opportunities – uh, go by and you can't just write these games off because you're not playing for anything like if anything you know you maybe you're not playing for the Blackhawks but you got to be playing for yourself yeah. you got to be having some pride in yourself and saying like look like like a guy like Anders Bjork like I was I played this whole season in Rochester now I'm in Chicago like I got to make the most of it so um you know it's 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 a, it's a good I think a good skill for a coach to have especially with a guy with a temperament like Richardson is Picking your spots because it, it makes it makes it count a little bit more as a player hearing that than if you're twenty four seven just berating guys like it got, then at that at, at this point of the season if he was like that it'd be in one ear out the other yeah
2: well this is also a good time to to do that too because this is the group he has for the rest of the season yeah to like be over critical two weeks ago would have made no sense because half the he knew half the room was gonna be gone gone so now he's got his group. The guys he's going in with uh, in the battle for the last 19 games of the season, whatever it is. So now is the time to put that out there. And and Richardson's very rarely been overly critical. In in fact, he's pretty defensive of his team at a lot of post-game press conferences. Yeah. uh, Where he wants to spin it in a positive way as much as possible. So this just could have been one of those moments where he was like, all right, I'm going to be – show my disappointment because I know this is the group I've got going forward and we can use it as a teaching point and hopefully improve, uh, individually from it.
0: Got a really good question here from Jamie in the chat. And he says, uh, Steve Eiserman has been the GM of the Red Wings since April of 2019. Would you be happy with Kyle Davidson if he accomplishes what Iserman has after almost four years? <sighs> That's a tough question. Uh,
2: one can say what has Steve
0: Eiserman accomplished. In well, four years, I will say that like he has got some real nice pieces there. He also has not had the luxury of a lottery pick, as far as I can remember. Mason Raymond was Lucas fourth Raymond.
1: overall. Luke Lucas Raymond, most, not Mason. Raymond. cider was a top. Mason, seven. Mason Raymond. is a completely different. Raymond. Yes. Cider was I think six. Everybody loves Raymond. Sixth overall.
2: Yes, they do. Six
1: or seven. And those
0: two picks seem to be panning out. Yeah, yeah those they the, were. Those the they were. Key, they were got. two
1: key players tonight for sure. He did you not had, draft
0: Zadina, right?
1: He no, no. Zadina would have been. Zadina was in the Boquist draft. Right. So Twenty eighteen. Okay. Uh, and you know, you 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 find a contract extension with Dylan Larkin. I think that's a that's a good idea. Smart. I mean. It's the the writing was on the wall that that should have happened anyway. Like, you don't you don't just let him walk for no reason, especially where the Red Wings are right now. Um, I think the moves he made this off season to try and like go for it was like, I appreciate the effort, but it doesn't really make a lot of sense. Yeah. And going with like we, we talked about it uh, on either the day after the trade deadline d- uh, day or on trade deadline day. But, like, getting rid of Philip Peronick and extending Olimata yeah, that seems I would, backwards. Yeah.
2: I, the, the, like, I would have been happy if Davidson, after year three, had done what, you know, uh, Iserman done. I, I I would want a little more, but I'd be okay with that. But it's this, this season I'd be upset with. Yeah. The whole, let's bring in all these veterans and spend yeah. all this money on mid-level
0: free agents. I agree. Uh, so, I think... We the, like the what he's done to get to the point yeah. of before this year, but then he, he kind of got, got ahead. He got ahead of his skis this a little not bit. The year. Yeah.
2: and none of those guys he signed this past off season were like guys that are going to be like five, six years from now major contributors to those teams. Right, right. he got like
0: f- four. I thought the hu- the Huso tier. move was good.
2: Yeah, but that was it, a free goalie. Yeah,
0: right, right. That was an easy move. Right, but yeah, like so I David brought Perron brought in. Perron brought in Kubelik. See Perron is like the final like if you think you're a contender you
2: whack away from a Stanley Cup <laughs> you bring <in> David Perron.
0: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And and also the decision to trade Tyler Bertuzzi and and maybe that's a you know that Speaking could be a Pudwack's. personality thing, right? Where it's yeah. not just about the numbers on the score sheet but uh maybe just not a guy he wants around. I don't know the answer to that, but yeah, I think coming into the season I would have said yes. Mm-hmm. But I don't like the way that he handled this season specifically.
1: If he if if Davidson can build up to the up to the point of the 22-23 season like Iser, Iserman did, I'd be all right with it. Yeah. I just I, I don't want him, and it doesn't seem like he's so far in his tenure, uh, hasn't shown the 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 personality trait of like being impulsive and trying to you know right. like oh we got a lot of momentum let's let's keep let's let's now change the plan and carry this momentum. He seems like someone who won't let that temptation get the best of him. Um, and I, th- I think, you know, all signs kind of point right now to the building going in the right direction, the building process, uh, you know, with the prospects and everything. So if, if that can continue, there's tons of opportunity to do it with all the picks that he's acquired, uh, Davidson has. Um, so, yeah, I think if, if he can build in the next two, three, four years – for it to, to get to that point where the temptation of, like, hey, if we go for it all this offseason, like, maybe we can do something, Yeah, that's fine. Just if you're going to do that, uh, make sure it's not with guys who are, like, in their 30s and aren't right. going to be yeah. here, that, That's why I aren't like going to be
0: productive for a while. I like the Huso move. I like the Andrew Cott move. Those make sense to me in the context of what Detroit is doing. But the other ones, like Piran and Olimata – yeah, and Kubelik makes sense inexpensive guy with a lot of scoring potential Pia Suter the year before alright guys he can score a little bit let's, yeah. let's pick him up those sort of things make sense those other two I did not really like uh, let's get to our four stars of the game here and then take a break and we'll come back with a little bit more on this uh, thrilling hockey match <laughs> alright the three stars of the game number three for the Red Wings Lucas Raymond he had a goal was a plus 1 21 49 of ice time, 5 shots on goal, another shot attempt. He had a takeaway as well. Really solid game for him. Your number 2 star for the Blackhawks, Taylor Radish, two shots on goal. I'm sorry, two goals, three shots on goal and one hit. And your number 1 star of the game, you guessed it, the greatest number 81 in Red Wings history, Dominic Kubalik <laughs> with a goal in 13 47 of ice time, two shots two more shot attempts and a hit for Dominic Kubelik. Damn. And he won 100% of his one face-offs. Nice. So there you go. Uh, my number four star of the game goes to Lucas Reichel for the reasons we talked about uh, before. He had an assist, hit the post, 1845 of ice time, was actually not credited with a shot on goal in this one. Uh, posts hit, don't count, but had two shot attempts, delivered a hit, and blocked a shot. Um Really, it's more about the big picture with him here because he is really, really uh, gaining the trust of this coaching staff, getting big minutes, getting opportunity on the top line, power play time on the ice with only a minute to go and an empty net. He's doing everything right in his most recent call-up, and, and I I love what we've seen from him uh, since the trade deadline.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Gets me excited. Yep. he's uh, He's, I think, starting slowly to – Quiet the doubters a little bit.
1: Yeah, right, uh, man. Well, the, peop- the, the people that are that are down on Lucas Reichel just because he's not a star yet haven't sh- watched. Lucas Reichel. Like, have it, yes, yeah. buy buy an AHL, AHL TV subscription and. and you know.
2: don't even need to do that. Just log on to the Ice Hogs uh, YouTube page and watch yeah, the highlights. highlights.
1: Or read the rebuild report on allchgo.com. That's the best idea you've had yeah. all night. Yes, become that's become a diehard and right. get all your Reichel information how from Got to write that thing tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to write it tonight.
2: <laughs> My first, uh, fourth star of the game, uh, speaking of firsts, hey. uh, is uh, Joey Anderson. How you doing? Ooh. Whoa. We were, doing, we were doing the uh, Friends and Blossom impression your after Blackhawk? Call uh, me Joey. <laughs> but Joey Anderson, first goal as a Blackhawk. Had a pretty nice game. Three total shot attempts. Uh, his only shot on goal went in the goal. And they also had two block shots, which is uh, pretty impressive for a forward. Tied him with uh, Ian Mitchell, the only two guys on the team that had more than one block shot tonight. So Joey Anderson, he's one of these guys that... You know, you can lump in the group with an Anders Bjork or a Taylor Radish or Sam Lafferty, a guy that was, you know, a, a decent, talented prospect on a team that's just full of stars, that he's not going to get much of an opportunity, so is. maybe comes here, gets an extended look, an extended role, and hopefully for him, makes the most of it and uh, not not too bad, gets his first goal. It was, it was a real nice play right off the faceoff. Quick little snipe in the net, so good stuff from from our
1: guy Joey. Joey, yeah. Hopefully he's uh, enjoying a beef sandwich after this. My game. My
0: favorite Concrete Blonde song.
1: Yeah. You guys keeping secrets over there?
0: I'm just reminding him that we have a read coming up. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. Be, I'll be the first oh. one to read it. Yeah, show it to ah, it yes. There. I see. Gotcha. <laughs> I'm on uh, second read. My uh, my f-
1: production meeting. My fourth star of the game uh, was Alex Staylock. Uh, pretty easy choice there. 41 shots faced, made 37 saves. Uh, just, uh, again, just uh, another really good performance, um, doing the most that he can to uh, keep this team in games, which you appreciate. Um, but also, hey, <laughs> we do need to lose some of these games. So so <laughs> good, good on him for uh, making sure this one didn't go to overtime. Uh, but just a really, really great effort from him. And like I said, like we talked about before, if uh, if the Blackhawks want him to come back next year and you know keep providing that kind of locker room presence and keep giving us a taste of the Alex Stalock experience for one more season, as everything builds up to the next few years, uh, I would not have a problem with that whatsoever.
2: Oh, because he's fun to watch, darn it. Yeah. You never know what you're your, going to see out of Alex. Your heart Staloc. rate goes True. up he's, with he's, Alex Stalock in a, that. He is a lot of excitement between those goal posts.
1: Yeah. And if you want to uh, continue to watch the Alex Stalock experience, whether in Chicago or elsewhere, you can get your tickets at a great price through our friends at Game Time, the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. Anything you could ever imagine, uh, you can go to game time and get yourself a great ticket for a great price. You ever dreamed of sitting in a seat you never thought you could? 50-yard line, courtside, behind home plate, floor seats at a concert. Greg, I know you went to Bruce Springsteen last night. Were you on the floor? I was not. Uh, I was behind the stage so I could see the floor. There you go. There you go. Well, with game time, it's possible to get whatever seat that you ever wanted. They have the biggest last-minute price drops that can be found on seats you never thought you could buy. You're never going to find a better deal this season on Blackhawks tickets. I believe there's, what, seven home games left? So not a a lot of opportunities to see these Blackhawks at home before the season is over. So if you feel like you want to go out and do that and spend your money that way, well, do it through game time. Created by the fans, for the fans, guaranteeing the lowest price. So if you find a ticket, to a game from a different site that is lower than game time uh, you're really going to be scrounging to try and find that but if you do bring it to game time they will price match it to make sure that you are getting the lowest price through them that's how much they care and if you love chgo you're going to love game time the best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description below join over 15 million people who have downloaded the game time
0: app and scored the best seats to all of your favorite events all right, and you want to jump on DraftKings? They are the official betting partner of CHGO and all city. Place a couple wagers today. I bet a parlay of the Cubs to win over seventy-seven and a half, and the Sox to win eighty-three and a half. Ooh, so okay. I parlayed that one, and I bet the Boston Bruins win a Stanley Cup at plus four hundred. So I, I mean, that, that's a good. That's bet. not one parlay. It's one parlay with the baseball, and then a Bruins bet on the side. They've also got the No Sweat NBA same-game parlays. Uh, again, place your baseball bets. I'd like to have that money in my account just hanging there until October to find out how I'm going to do on those bets, <laughs> but it should be a lot of fun. Download the app now and sign up with the code CHGO. New customers, you can bet 5 bucks and get $200 in bonus bets instantly, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code CHGO. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. And with that, it is time for our draft Kings, King of the game. It's going to go to Taylor Radish, uh, his two goals in the game. He is now the team leader with 16 goals. He had three shots on goal, 16:07 of ice time. He is our draft Kings King of the game. And I know we had a comment in the chat about how well he's playing. I believe it was super chat. We'll get to it here in a moment. Um, But we we say this all the time. Taylor Radish is a guy we don't talk about too much, and it's Tebow 41 fan with a $5 super chat. Radish continues to make the Hagel trade look like a big win for Davidson on top of the picks. This is one of those trades that both teams are glad they made. Yeah. Because Hagel's been really good for Tampa. Mm -hmm. I think he's got, what, like 54 points or something? He's having a really good year. He's blossomed there. Yeah. That's for sure. But it's, it's, you know... It's it's working out well for both. You're gonna have probably at the end of the year, maybe a twenty a twenty goal season from Taylor Radish. Possibly. So. Yeah. Which if when you made that trade, you said this guy's gonna score twenty next year, okay. Great, yeah. That sounds great. Plus two first round picks. And, and another, Tampa's very happy with Brendan Hagel. And another warm body in the lineup. Yeah,
2: yeah. And, and Brendan Hagel has been really good for Tampa. Brendan Hagel on this roster, I he's probably at sixteen goals right about now. So, like, you didn't yeah. – I don't think you lost a whole lot there. He,
1: he um, might have been traded. <laughs> well, yeah. Might have been eventually traded. Well, he would have traded. been traded eventually at yeah. some point.
2: But, um, yeah, March 8th. It is March 8th, and just like we all predicted in September, Taylor Radish and Patrick Kane have <laughs> the same for amount goals. Of goals. Yeah. It's crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Has anyone is been paying
0: here. attention, by the way, to, like – how the reaction to Patrick Kane has been in New York? Nope, don't care. Uh,
1: not well received
0: with for his zero
1: points and minus four in two games. They're
2: overreacting in New York. Get out of here. Yeah, wait till wow. they get Aaron Rodgers. Woo. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh God! I can't wait. That's gonna oh, be yeah, just get out of oh, my, my, my life, God. Aaron Rodgers oh, for so many reasons. Wonderful. Yes, please
0: go to the Jets for so yes, many reasons. That's... Become more like Brett Favre. Yes, get pud. Yeah, yes. Just don't send your weenie to anyone.
2: Aaron, Aaron Aaron Rodgers is the New York Jets of human beings. <laughs> <laughs> just, everyone just everyone hates pointless. him, including their,
0: his family. Yeah, yeah, just just pointless. There's really no At point for either of those things to exist. Yeah. Oh man, I got a question here from Nate. Says would it be better for Davidson to draft with all four second round picks this year or use one or two of them as trade ammo or RFA leverage? Example, the New York Rangers against Cap, you offer uh Heatle three at four compensations a second. Ooh.
1: I mean that's interesting. Yeah.
0: I, I don't there's a I, lot don't, of I don't hate that. I don't hate it either. And yeah, But that's the reason th- this you is do the that. stuff we don't know about Davidson yet. Yeah, we d- like we've seen him be aggressive in giving up players to get assets back. But we haven't seen him really be aggressive in trying to hurt another team. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm not saying he can't do it. There just hasn't been a reason to yet. Mm-hmm. Um, But I guess you could say, oh, you want us to take Peter Mrazek? Give us a first. That's kind of that mindset of we're not helping you unless you help us. Right. You want to get rid of, uh, of Nikita Zaitsev? And now we understand why <laughs> you well, he, know, yeah. you're going to have to pay. You're going to have to make it worth our while to do that. Yeah. So he's been a little ruthless in that way. So I look, I'm open for anything. I, I think I know he didn't say this, but I know a lot of people are like offer sheet, offer sheet. That so rarely happens to it's, guys. You know, I let, would love for Kyle Davidson. Let Davidson.
1: Yeah. Rough, ruffle feathers. Who <laughs> yeah. does a shit? Yeah, like he already,
2: like, already has one Kyle scared at him. Well, yeah. So.
1: Yeah. Right. You know, I, it's it, just, yeah, I, I think it's it's really great, and and um, Stephen Ellis with uh, Daily Faceoff, Off, uh, you Greg, you pointed out the the article that uh, that he wrote about the Blackhawks and and their trajectory, and you know turning the rebuild around maybe quicker than people are expecting with the way Kyle Davidson's kind of set things up. Um, he spoke about like using draft picks as ammo to get actual players uh, as, as, as trade pieces rather than just strictly using them as, as, as draft picks and and that's the, that's one of the, the things that is uh, really understated about what Kyle Davidson has done with the amount of picks he's gotten and the value of the picks that he's gotten uh, over the next at least three drafts uh 23, 24, 25, 26 at least the four drafts. Uh, coming up, where you know he's got multiple firsts, multiple seconds, multiple thirds, like like uh, you know, our, the the comment said, like you can use some of those some of those picks to to really gives, really gives put the over. pressure on some teams that are cap strapped and and RFAs that are coming up that are uh, you know, I, I think that's one thing that you know we talked about like oh we'd love to see Davidson get some like prospects on the cusp of the NHL and at this trade deadline he might do it this off and get an R get an RFA that. Is, is getting uh, squeezed by a team that's uh, in a tough cap situation and it might come out with like a 22 23 24 year old player who's like legit NHL like established and, and that would be really awesome. so um, yeah it's it's uh, the, the flexibility that he has to either use a pick to get a guy in the draft use a pick as a trade as a trade, move up in the draft like that's why you, you love to
0: see the the amount of picks he has. That flexibility is really valuable. Here are some of the That's exactly uh, why you do it. RFAs on the way Alex Debrinkit, Pierre Lou Dubois. Get him. Uh, <laughs> Pierre Lou Dubois is only 24. That's amazing. That's crazy.
2: Seems like he's been in the league for 12 years.
0: Uh, Jesper Brat, Vince Dunn, uh, Lafreniere, Bowen Byram, Jesse Pugliarvi. No, Dennis Kurianov, <laughs> Alex Turcotte, <laughs> Philip uh, they're, like These are good names, right? Like These are good guys that you can look at and say, All right, Get them when all. the Hawks are good again. <laughs> <laughs> These guys could be part of things.
1: Um, what's the compensation to offer sheet to Brinkett? Just for fun. They're not going to do it.
0: Because okay.
1: uh, it's got to be like, what, all the first-round picks he has? I don't even know where to
0: find that. Let me see. How about Cap Friendly? Cap Friendly happen. usually has a compensation calculator. Let's see. RFA. Here, talk amongst yourselves. Yeah, because
1: to <laughs> Brinkett's cap hit this year is, what, $8 million? Yeah. He signed like a... Like a one year it was a, Or no He he had one year left This was the
2: last year Of his Yeah what was Of his that? bridge what, deal What was that was It was
1: at six million
2: Six and a half Something, something? like yeah. that
1: Yeah um, So If he's ma- So it's based off Of what he's making this year Would be the compensation I think
2: Yeah Um. We had No Roy's just rage Talking about Zaitsev contract Should have been worth a first Don't compare it to the Stillman for Dickinson trade uh, Because You're dealing with Uh a much worse general manager in Vancouver than you are in Ottawa. Um, <laughs> well, no, I am. I know Pierre Dorian isn't like the world's greatest GM, but compared to whatever's going on, apparently the bulls are doing stuff oh, in case you, something crazy that. just
1: happened in the bulls game. Um, yeah. So I, I, I think the, the, Zeit, the, Zeitsev deal. I, I'm not, I'm not, not crying that it's not a first. No, it's getting a, a fine. That second. That's
2: second. Pit turns into one of these rfa offer sheets yeah I mean, it's right. all good but no that, that's just a two different situations and then the, just to show you what it is and then the canucks trade Corey or a riley uh, cory stillman that's his dad riley stillman away right. yeah. so basically you know two different situations dealing with two different general managers that you know one was a little more desperate um to get rid of that sour than the other
1: one had more
0: of a plan
2: <laughs> it's weird. Those, those plans are tricky. They get yeah. in the way of things.
1: Right?
0: Yeah. I, I don't think I can find this. All right. It's not that. All right. right. Whatever. It's Call not going to happen. So qualifying yeah. offer be nine million is that right? I believe that is sure. correct. Yeah. Get friendly. So then, it what's is. the? You mean the compensation? I the can't compensation
1: find that. The to, compensation to offer sheet. Because you uh, have to give up a. Like it's got to be like stuff. three three first round picks for that salary.
0: Anyways, we can can't find we, we can scrap it. We'll find it later. Yeah. Not My that. computer's dying and I have it on like the lowest brightness possible too, which is oh, annoying. Nice. And I'm old as shit. So there you <laughs> go. Um, that'll happen. Yeah, Nate says well next nice check on the CHGO Bulls crew. Yeah, they're they're uh, okay. They're, alive. they're, they're well. Alive. I haven't seen any hats being thrown. They're alive and uh, well. Yeah, they're doing good. And Rob Schaefer's here, so make sure you catch their uh, their post game tonight. Yeah. That should be a fun one. Um, who else we need to talk about in this game? I'm just trying you know, I'm trying to I guess we could talk about Zeitsev a little bit, who's just you talk about the blue lines? He was very Pretty blue bad. to the left and he's just he's not good. Taking <laughs> penalties and just yeah, he's not good. He's barely noticeable. Oh, How did that guy ever sign a contract that valuable?
2: Kyle Dubas, he's really good at his job. <sighs> oh, God, <laughs> cuz that was a Toronto contract. And yep. then another genius GM decided to trade for that contract, thinking he was going to be a player.
0: I just don't I don't know. I was kind of interested to see what he would bring. Like, oh, you know, fresh start, team where you get a little more minutes. No. He's been just completely a non-factor, and I wonder how soon it will be until he's healthy. Scratched with England out, and it seems like he's going to be out. I think Luke Richardson sent today, maybe ten days because of the hamstring. Well, he on to, the, said on one to two trip, weeks. So yeah, be at least in the week. So it's it's gonna be a while for him, and that's that's probably good news for Zaitsev. Um, but Ian Mitchell wasn't exactly great in his game either. No, there's not a ton of options. Uh,
2: there's yeah, but it's it's helping the overall goal of the season. Uh, To play him. So, speaking to Ian Mitchell, a couple things that were being talked about in the chat. I just wanted to mention real quick. A lot of people saying, you know, Ian Mitchell should go back to the AHL. The fact that he's not going back to the AHL shows you what the organization thinks of his future. If they still thought he was a high potential guy that's going to be here for years to come, he would be in the AHL working on his struggles and playing big minutes there. The fact that he's not should tell you all you need to know about... Where they're going with him, and and then the whole uh, Gogolev, uh, situation. yeah, that was weird. It was a little weird. Uh, somebody put it in the chat about uh, why would you trade for a guy, and then turn that then, that they just. T- I don't think that was the game plan. Yeah, because yes. he he was in the lineup for the for the ice, ice dog and scored a goal in a win Saturday night in Lo- in uh, against the Rocket, so. I don't think this was the plan. Well, we'll just take him and then terminate. His it's a little goofy. It's a little weird. I haven't. Uh, I, I sent out a couple feelers to people that are, are within the Rockford scene, and I haven't heard back. It came out of nowhere, and a little weird. I don't. Th- in the yeah. in the end, I don't think it's a big deal.
1: No, but if, it's strange. If I'm if I'm trying to kind of connect some dots, just in my own brain, just kind of. Uh, observing this situation from the outside. My my thoughts would be that, you know, you, you got Gogolev as a guy who was doing really well in the ECHL this year, um, you know, was an undrafted player, 23 years old. Like, maybe there's some upside to him that, you know, you could bump him up to the AHL, see what he can right. do. Um, and, you know, he, he, he's playing with the Ice Hogs. And my thought is that, you know, it, it seemed like maybe a a assignment back to the ECHL may have been coming. He may have been may have been headed down to Indy because Rockford's roster uh, is potentially on the verge of bringing in some college and junior players that their seasons may be ending soon. Um, so maybe that was that was possibly going to be uh, coming for him. And it may have been a mutual, de- mutual decision between Gogolev and the, and the Blackhawks organization to say, you know, I don't want to go down to Indy and play in the ECHL with a team that I don't know. Why don't you guys just ax my contract? I'll go back to, to Newfoundland where I was dominating and I have a relationship with that team. And if I'm going to go back to the ECHL HCHL anyway, why don't I just go back to where I came from where I'm comfortable and where I was playing well, and just do it that way. And the Blackhawks probably are like,
2: okay, I just paid my March rent two week, two days ago.
1: Right? Yeah. <laughs> you know. So yeah, I, and that's that's with I I don't have any, you know, any information backing that up. I'm just as just it's, observing it. That seems like what a, may have been the case. It's a
2: very logical uh, scenario. Yeah. You can only have so many contracts. Right. At there's the a time. there's
1: a contract limit, and I think the Blackhawks are keen on bringing in. Their, their, some of their college guys and, yeah. and maybe even some of their junior guys uh, as the season ends. And, and Gogolev, as much as there may have been an opportunity for him, probably not part of the future with the Ice Hogs or Blackhawks. So, you know, if you have to make room for a Wyatt Kaiser or a Landon Slager, um, we know the plan is for Jalen Lipan to join the Ice Hogs once his uh, junior year, junior season is over. Um, whenever he's it comes already, to an he's end already a, he's already uh, signed. Yeah. he's already signed yeah um you know may, maybe
0: maybe well, and kaiser has two contracts that you're, we're pretty much counting on happening right yeah when the winter when season and
1: Slagert's season with notre dame is is all but over unless they get a, a wacky uh, selection into the ncaa tournament because they lost in the big 10 tournament uh kaiser's season could end this weekend with minnesota duluth um so, yeah, it could be very soon that both of those guys might be um, coming into the organization. So to have some, to have some uh, roster and, and, and contract flexibility uh, is, is necessary there. And I think that's maybe the most time we ever need to spend on Gogolev. <laughs> what was
2: your favorite <laughs> moment of the Gogolev When he era? scored the goal. Cool. was sweet. Yeah, that was good. And goal. everyone
0: was like, goal, Gogolev. Yep, yeah. I like it. Yeah, uh, Young Dangle God says, how excited are you guys for Wyatt Kaiser to come up? Once Minnesota Duluth is is eliminated, look, I'm excited to see anybody new, new and anybody that might be part of this team's yeah, future. Yeah, new and
1: and young and has a has a potential future. Sign me up. I want to see yeah, him. I want to see as many as possible. On. Um, yeah, I mean he's 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 a good player. I like like we mentioned. I think probably the, on the last show, uh, yesterday. God, yesterday. Um. We talked a little bit about Wyatt Kaiser and and, and his abilities, and um, you know he's he's kind of rounded out his game, and he's played a big role for you know a, a pretty uh, pretty prominent program for three years. Was with Team USA uh, for I think two World Juniors. I think he was with what for a normal one, and I think he was with Team USA in the summer World Juniors, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so yeah, I mean he's there. There's there's a future uh,
0: for him there. He's just got to make the most of the opportunity when he gets it. What's our like situation? We got sixty-nine. Nice, nice. Yes. Nice. All right, let's get to uh, let's get to eighty. Speaking of like, for a bonus spin, by the way.
2: Nice, uh, nice job changing our. We had to yes. Do, our, the trade deadline forced us to change. Yes, our hit that like our button. like button. Oh, I can't
1: take credit for that. That was law. And, ah well, He's it. not listening. He's asleep. Yeah, yeah he's he could be care. listening, probably. No, and well, you, you guys only saw one of them. I'm going to show all three of them. Oh, let's we go. Got, let's get got got the likes ones. up. Right, that that ones. Ones. Oh, that, that one's, that one's, 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 one's got a shelf another. life. I want to vote. I want to vote on which one's the best. That one's got a shelf life. That's good. though. That's great. Let's keep that. Keep that one for the next ten years. Solid. But This
0: one, you might like this one oh, oh yeah that's a hall of fame that one's sexy. One right that's a wonderful that one will one. never right. have to go away exactly Hey, he's that's missing a, a button one. hey oh <laughs> uh,
2: little cso office humor there
0: um hey uh if you're being a putt in the chat stop <laughs> yeah. um if you don't understand what's going on with the blackhawks and you're being a dick to what's people happening? in the chat you could find your way out uh, that's a warning to you, sir. I think you know who we're talking about. I don't even know um, what's
2: happening. Sorry, that's my burner account. <laughs>
0: well, you're you're a good you're a multitasker. Wow. Um, but hey, before you head out for being a Pudwack, whack, get yourself a <laughs> banana hammock from Foco. <laughs> You've already got the best coverage for your favorite teams here at CHGO. So get fitted out in the best sports gear around. Foco's got you covered from Soldier Field to the living room, north or south side, with hoodies, slippers, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between. Get decked out like Joey Anderson with apparel from the leader in sports merch and collectibles, Foco. Looking for the perfect gift for the football fan in your life? Foco's got you covered with hoodies that fight that Lake Michigan breeze. Mm. Check out Foco.com or click the link in the description below. For all non-presale items, use the promo code CHGO. For 10% off. Again, that's Como pr- promo como <laughs> promo code CHGO at FOCO.com for 10% off all non-pre-sale items. Did I we get to it. our, what do we have, 79? I saw a promo oh, we got our 80. Beautiful. That
1: was,
2: my, that was my like. I forgot the like when I logged in. So uh, I
0: so that's out. all right. They all count. They all count. All right, why don't we get to update the tank standings, and then we'll wrap this show up. Ooh.
2: Is it that time already? It is. <laughs> it is.
0: Blue eye. All right, the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets, who blew a 4-0 lead they are t- against t- the awful. Penguins last night and Alex Nylander's NHL debut since the San Lafferty trade. Uh, they, <laughs> they, are, uh, hey, they are first in the tank standings with 47 points in 64 games. With the loss tonight, the Hawks remain with 49 points in 64 games. San Jose and Anaheim tied at fifty. Anaheim is playing Vancouver right now. I believe that game is tied. Mm. And Arizona is fifth in the tank standings with 54 points in 64 games. And, All those and,
2: games and in hands doesn't seem to be an issue anymore. Yeah. Well, not We've really. seen
0: Columbus to stop being so awful. Could you hold on to a 4-0 lead? <laughs> what Damn the They've blown
2: so many leads last month.
0: A mm. 4 nothing lead is hard to blow. Especially
2: against the Penguins.
0: Yes. Not with that attitude. Yes. <laughs> All right, so we have two spins at it, right? Yeah. If we get to ninety, we'll add a third. We got eighty-six we need right 80, now,
1: or only need four more. Yeah, yeah, four more. Four we more can do, right. that. We do that. Are we going that. back to uh, Tankathon? Oh, yeah. prospectwatcher.com kind of didn't help us out. Too. Yeah, no, that wasn't good. Oh, I <laughs> thought you were gonna say they like crashed or something. Oh no, no, they're they're fine. <laughs> they but the our Irish. results aren't on there. Yeah. yeah. All right, we're back to Tankathon. All right, all right, fire it up. We've rehired Billy Martin. Two spins so far.
0: Ugh, San Jose, Columbus, Chicago, Anaheim, Arizona. That's no good. I don't like that. All right. Right. Let's try again. Let's try get again. Out here. Send us
2: home on a happy note here. Come yeah, on. Really. Come on. Big money, Tank-a-thon. big money, big
0: money. We have not won in a while. Uh, Anaheim, San Jose, Columbus, uh, Chicago. That's the worst. Screw it. We're doing it. One more. We get got one here. more like. California, California
1: hockey. Just one more like. One Somebody more like. Give you, us the like. You and your chili peppers. It's coming. We can do Come
0: one on. more.
2: Do the like. Do it. Do the like. Mm. Do the
1: like. There it, it is. All right. I was going to wait for it. There we go. Thank you. All right. Here's our final. No damn time, and we de- did it for the Tyler wow. Johnson like. So, whoever woo! whoever
2: number 90 was, that's, that one's for you. Thank there you. you
0: go, perfect. Well, Let's thanks everybody random for tuning Rick in. Claire Woo's going on. Here. Yeah, uh, we are off tomorrow. Speaking of woo, day off, woo! Uh, we're that. back like Friday that. and Saturday for post game. Woo, it is the Lightning, then Panthers, or okay, Panthers, Panthers, and Panthers, and Lightning, okay, yeah. Panthers, doesn't matter. <laughs> the it doesn't tour of losses. Matter. The loss the tour of Florida. followed by a loss. Yes. <laughs> And I want to remind you that we are presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use that promo code CHGO when you sign up for Greg and Mario and Steven, Woo. I'm Jay. We'll talk to you uh, Friday night.
2: Yeah, after
0: Hawks and Panthers. are the Bulls, uh, Bulls, Fox, hey, are and the Bulls winning. And Bulls post game. Bulls are winning. Coming yeah. up very soon with special guests hey, Rob Schaefer in studio with those good. guys tonight. Ooh. All right, we'll talk to you. Have a good night. Denver?